0: You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 105, Preventing a Moldy Surprise When You Buy a Home. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information-sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals as the podcaster refers to different mold types. Please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional the listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve. You can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Today, Steve, we are talking about preventing a mold surprise when you buy a new home.
1: Yes, it's uh, right now the housing market seems to be on fire in most places. So especially here in Wyoming and in Utah. And I hear a bunch of people moving to Texas, and Florida, and everywhere else. So, must be a pretty good housing market.
0: Well, and I think, you know, lots of people don't like buying fixer-uppers, and you and I have had this conversation because it's you want to buy a house that is move-in ready. You want a house that has all new stuff, all new floors, all new paint schemes, so you don't have to deal with anything. So a lot of people listening to this might be saying to themselves, "How is it even possible that I'd find a mold problem in a brand new home?" Do you want to explain that? You'd
1: be, you'd actually be very surprised. Um, you know, when we talk about stuff like mold and radon, like radon, and the reason I use that comparison is, is people think, well, if I have not say new, I'm talking brand new built. You can have a mold concern. It could have been because the builders didn't dry things in properly and rained on your attic trusses or whatnot. Um, But going to a new home to what our listeners would say, well, well, yeah, this home, you know, we're moving into is new, like you said, new carpets, new flooring, whatnot, but it's 10 years old, but it just has been remodeled. So there can't be really a mold concern. Well, that's not true. Like mold could be anywhere and it, it can be a surprise to people and I would be very hesitant. You know, when I was doing home inspections, and I and I say this as a mold inspector or a fresh coat of paint, it's just that it's the worst thing for us because we can only do, you know, when we're doing inspections, it's only a snapshot of the property at the time we're there. Mm-hmm. Well, you can put lipstick on a pig and it's still a pig. <laughs> yeah. Or I usually say with homes, you can polish a turd. And and my, my whole point is, is we don't know what they covered up. Like, if they literally just put a fresh coat of paint over an active moisture intrusion area, within a couple of days, you're not going to see paint bubbling. You're not going to know it. So it. it so when I say a surprise, they can get moved in a couple of weeks down the road, and there you have it. You have all this paint peeling, and come to find out, you have this moldy surprise.
0: Well, and let me ask you a question that probably requires you to take off your mold specialist hat and put on your general contractor hat. I've never built a brand new home. You have. I've never built one. And I'm assuming my thought, being somebody who's never gone through the custom home building process, is the general contractor has periodic inspections of all the work that's being done. And so they're making sure that I don't have a moisture thing in my attic trusses. They're making sure when they do the final touches of installing the dishwasher, everything is done properly and there's not going to be any leaks going on. on do they do periodic inspections as they're building the house to make sure that those things well, are happening my
1: question would be for you who like who do you think's doing those inspections i don't know that's <laughs> my mask
0: <laughs> that, that that's what my never having built a custom home mentality is that you're they're building a brand new home they should be making sure every step of the way that none of those things are happening
1: so our listeners are probably like well yeah there's there's code inspectors they're the municipality, whether it's the county or the city, has a code inspector, and that's true. A that code inspector goes out there. I'm not going to go through all phases, but they go out there for a footings inspection. They go out there for the foundation inspection, rough framing, rough electrical, rough plumbing, rough HVAC. They go through all of that, but nowhere in any any code. So when as, as, a, as a certified uh, mold inspector, you're not a code inspector. That's not our job. And and most people go, well, then what am I paying you for? Well just look at it this way. Let's so let's just say that one of our listeners is buying a home just outside of Atlanta in a suburb. I don't know where the suburbs are, so I'm not even gonna try
0: yeah, yeah, you know, any of those.
1: Just, you know, the racetrack, that's where it is. That's the only <laughs> town I really know. But anyhow, let's just say that home was built in nineteen ninety seven. You hire me to go inspect that home because you're buying it. It's 2021. How do I know what the codes were back in 1997? Yeah, you don't. I have no clue. Nor (laughs) would I take the time to go figure all that out, if that makes sense. Yeah. But we're not inspecting, so our listeners might say, well, yeah, but it's 2021. Shouldn't you inspect the 2021 codes? No. That home was built in 1997. Just like my body, it shows my age. You're not going to get a, you know, 20-year-old with my back and my knees and all that. So, exactly. it's the same way with the home. They don't have to conform to current building codes. And some people are like, "Well, wait, you know, I did a remodel, a remodel in the code inspector." But if that house has never been remodeled, nothing's ever happened to it. It's built to 1997 codes. Period. So those code inspectors, so let's, you know, jump to 2021 and, and going back to your question. That code inspector comes in and they inspect to whatever those municipalities, whatever codes they have. And every city, every county is different. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's confusing to people, but that's why you're not coding. You're, you're, your hired home inspector is not a code inspector. But your code inspector who comes in and going back to that 1997 home, That code inspector made sure everything was built to code in 97. In 2021, that code inspector is going to come in and make sure everything's built to their current codes. He doesn't or she doesn't give two craps about your mold or what's going to happen in a year down the road. Okay. They're there to do a code inspection.
0: So then there really is, when you're building a brand new home, there really is no one on the site who's looking to see if there's anything going astray whether it's grading and drainage or moisture on the trusses or how the new dishwashers installed nobody's looking to investigate could that lead to a mold infestation down the line correct
1: there there and i don't want to i don't want to disparage code inspectors but i've never heard of a homeowner being able to go back and sue the city Correct. Over a code inspector, right. so they have there's no liability on their part, and they're just there to do code inspections. Code inspections don't include air quality; they're not looking out for your best interest, yeah, they're safety items. but when it comes to air quality, they don't care. You might have to run um a passive uh ventilation system, let's say for radon but once once it's past inspection, they don't really care if it if there's high radon or not, it's not tested and so to go back to your point. And that's why, you know, hiring a, a consultant is so important. That, like, they're there for you. Yeah. Whereas the code inspector, I'm not saying he's there for the contractor. Because code inspectors and contractors don't get along all the time either. Yeah. But they're just there to do a job. Yeah. So.
0: So, and I think a lot of people who are building new homes or or buying homes that are currently being built, they feel a little uncomfortable showing up on the property, microman. I know you don't mind micromanaging because you've been a general contractor before, but lots of homeowners, home buyers, don't want to show up every single week just to look and see what the subcontractors and the general are doing because they don't even know what they're looking for. So how do people avoid those mold surprises? You said hire somebody who's on their side, but specifically right. what,
1: do they, what so, do they do? So through the building process, you know, and obviously I've done it, you know, I actually go do inspections for the buyers or the you know the homeowner. They're not really homeowners yet, but you understand what I'm saying. And the the contractors and the code inspectors hate me. That's just it comes naturally. Yeah. It just they don't like that, and it's kind of odd to me. But on the other hand, I I understand both sides of the story. Like, how would your surgeon feel if you're going in for shul- shoulder surgery? And you say, hey, I want my husband in there to oversee what you're doing. Exactly. He's yeah. not going to take to that very well. No. So I understand both sides of it. But on the other hand, I do believe that if you have nothing to hide, if you're not cutting corners as a contractor, you shouldn't worry about it. Now, there are safety concerns. You don't you don't want just people showing up on your work site that could trip and fall or something falls on them and then they can sue you. So, so I understand that there, there's more to it than that. But beyond the whole building a new home, a lot of our listeners, they're probably just buying a home that was built in 97. Like, I I have that book, and I'm not disparaging realtors, but it's Black Mold and Home Inspections, What Your Realtor Won't Tell You. Well, the realtor wants to sell you a home. That's how they make their money. They're not going to say, hey, you should probably hire a mold consultant or a mold specialist, they're just going to be like, okay, I told them to hire a home inspector. And, you know, if that's what they did, hopefully we're only good there. To answer your question, they need to hire the proper inspector. And a home inspector is great, but he's a generalist. You need to hire at least a mold inspector. okay? And that mold inspector is going to do air tests. They're going to be looking for the things that a home inspector's is not necessarily really trained to do. And they have the equipment to run air tests and you know, wall cavity tests, infrared cameras, they hopefully they have that stuff, that they can go a little further because they're a specialist. So you, for our listeners, you need to hire a mold specialist. You you have to. Like if if you if you hire a home inspector and there's a major crack in the foundation, that, that home inspector refers you to a structural engineer. Mm-hmm. So look at the air quality inside your home the same way. Just don't wait for the home inspector to do it. Go out and hire a mold inspector to make sure everything's good to go. So
0: I understand the idea of hiring a specialist, a mold specialist, when you're talking about building a currently existing home, because you can, you said it in your book, you can put it in the, is it the E and O, the disclosures? Isn't there a part of a home when you want to purchase it? There's a certain thing oh, that's so based you, on the...
1: Yeah, so what you're talking about is as far as um, once it, once it's under contract. So once you, once you put an offer on the home and it's accepted in all that paperwork, it's pending appraisals and inspections. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. yes. So yes.
0: pending appraisals and inspections. And that's up
1: to you as the buyer. Correct. Right? So
0: you can have that in there so that if an appraisal or inspection comes back with considerable concerns, then you can pull out of that deal if you want to and not... Not to
1: interrupt you, though. When you say you can have it in there, that should be in everybody's contract. Oh, in everybody. Okay. If your realtor doesn't have that in there, there's issues. Okay. What I'm trying to say is that should be standard operating procedure. Okay. It should always be pending appraisals and inspections. But you bring up a point, like, for our listeners, make sure you say that to your realtor. Like, hey, I want to make sure...
0: That this, is that this
1: is in there. The crucial part on the whole appraisal thing, and most people don't realize this, if you're paying four hundred thousand dollars for a home and it appraises at three sixty, the bank's not going to loan you over three hundred and sixty thousand. Correct. So you're gonna to have to come up with that forty. Yep. So that could be a major concern, but still on top of that, you could not have a mold specialist come in and find out uh, two years down the road, you have a forty thousand dollar mold job. Correct. So it's we're talking a lot of money.
0: And so you're so in that pending appraisals and inspections. From most people, that inspections piece only means the home inspection. And what you're suggesting is that
1: no, it, it means that it's, all, it's all all inspection. inspections.
0: Okay, so it's it's all inspections. And
1: to clarify, though you know we're we're talking about so we're getting a little deeper into things um and I talk about it in, in in that book one thing you have to consider is you bring in a home inspector so normally the the sellers accept your contract or your offer it goes under contract you typically only have a couple of weeks like 3 weeks or 2 weeks for those inspections to be done, they like to slide that in there so that oh, very your hands are frame. tied. Okay. Well, if you wait until let's say it's it's fourteen days and you wait till that tenth day to bring in a home inspector, he finds a mold problem or a structural problem, and if you don't get that mold inspector or that engineer in there before that fourteenth day, you're SOL. Oh,
0: okay.
1: So that's another great point you bring up. Make sure that your deadlines are far enough out and you can't predict everything, but let's say you're at that 10th day and you need to get a mold inspector in there or do you want to hire a consultant? And I say, Hey, you know, you you're hiring me. I can't get to you within four days. It's going to be six days. You could go to your realtor and do an extension. Okay. But you brought up another great point that you, our listeners need to make sure that they're within those deadlines. Correct. And
0: so here's where my, here's where I, my bigger question is. I get that those kinds of clauses exist when you're buying an existing home. Are there similar clauses that exist when you're custom building a home and it's not yet built? Do you have, Do they have an ex, a period pending appraisals and inspections for a brand new custom built home?
1: Well, the home should... Uh, I, I'm not sure on the inspection side, but for sure the home, because being a contractor, it, it does have to appraise okay. for that price. Okay. Um, But what gets complicated with a general contractor on a brand new home, just for our listeners and those that have bought new homes, you'll hear the famous line from your contractor. And once again, I address this in the book. Will I offer a one-year warranty? Well, if you close on that home and there's a major mold issue three months down the road, let's just say it's 10 months down the road. Who's to say that contractor's not going to drag his feet till that 12 months and say, oh, your warranty's up. Correct.
0: Well, and also if there's like, you gave the example of a a moisture intrusion thing happening on the trusses that are only exposed for a certain period of time before the roof is on. Right. So what would you recommend to people who are building a home? They don't know what, if there's an inspections clause, maybe there's not, but when should they hire a mold consultant and at what point do they do it at multiple points throughout the process? When do they do that?
1: Well, if, to I mean, at any point you should hire one. But for our listeners that are planning on, let's just say you're going to build a home, you're going to start this summer, you need a consultant right off the, the you know, the, the, the longer you have that consultant, the better off you are. Yeah. Because, and once again, you have to have the right consultant. I mean, I... You know, I, there's a lot I can do for even our clients, you know, in Florida. They can, you know, we can, we do Zoom consultations and whatnot. But if I'm there throughout the entire process, and once again, the, the contractor's going to hate me. They're not going to like you that much either. Exactly. But they kind of need to sell a home. <laughs> so, my, my, to answer your question is throughout the entire process is what you should have. Okay. But if you're if if you're halfway through the construction process and you're you're having a lot of concerns, it's never too late to call and get a consultant involved. Okay. But hopefully you do that before you sign that final paperwork. Yeah. If that makes sense, and I I, I address it in the book too. Like, and I, I've I've dealt with this with clients where the contractor says, "Well, you know, we're closing in January and we can't get the yard finished." But he promises that the landscaper is going to come in in the spring and do it. Well, don't. I mean, you can close on the home, but make sure. Let's just say it's ten thousand, which is quite a bit for landscaping. You make sure you take that ten grand and you put that in an escrow account. Those are things that me as a consultant's going to tell you. Your exactly. realtor's not going to tell you that. The contractor's not going to tell you Certainly that. Not. But I'm going to tell you that and say, hey, take this money, put it in another account. Because as soon as that contractor has the money, there's no guarantee they're going to come back. Correct. And I'm not saying they won't. I don't want to disparage contractors, but, you know, you don't pay well, for the most part. Like, you don't pay for your groceries before you go into the store and buy them. Yeah. No, you <laughs> don't. <laughs> you don't. It's just, you know, that's why my point is is it's never too late for a consultant.
0: Okay. So, so then when people are looking at buying a new home, whether currently existing or going to be a brand new build... Where would you say the most common surprise mold infestations could happen in those scenarios?
1: Typically, I would say the 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 most common would be in a crawl space or in an attic that could have been just from the building process. Okay. The trusses getting wet or whatnot. But for the most part, typically we see mold issues because of a defective, and it couldn't. Have, it could have been the roof, or just you know something happened, but typically it's a it's a roof issue or a plumbing issue that's defective, and then you know it ends up being something in a bathroom or something in an attic. Okay. And those are our listeners know an issue, a mold issue in an attic is not cheap. It's not easy. It's not fun. It's a pain. I mean, it's just not fun. So that's not a surprise you want.
0: Okay. And so, are there ever concerns about? I mean. Is there anything that can be inspected when the house is almost done? I mean, I just think about running each of the faucets, the sinks, looking under them to see if there's any water leaking. What are some things that, you know, need to be inspected, whether by the person buying the home or bringing somebody in to do inspections? I
1: would hire, and when I did home inspections, you'd be surprised how many inspections I did on brand new homes. But I would hire a home inspector, for for any any of our listeners that's buying a new home okay. and be clear with that inspector and be clear with the builder. Like, hey, I want to hire somebody that I can fall back on. If Steve missed all these things, I can legally go back on him. I can't go back on the code inspector. Correct. So hire a home inspector to go in and do it. What I used to offer, and we've talked about this before, because it is so much easier and it's quicker to do a, a home inspection on a brand new home that's not occupied, no furniture, I charged my normal fees, but I did offer to those clients at nine months or six months, no later than nine months, I will come back and do what I just call the follow-up and warranty inspection. And so I would go back at, you know, let's say six months, and I'd say, okay, what are the problems you're having? What did the contractor do to address it? And then I would inspect, not a full inspection, but I would inspect like the roof, the attic, crawl space, mechanical rooms, in the problematic areas. And that was part of, it was included with my inspection fee. So for our listeners, hire a home inspector, but be clear why you're hiring them.
0: Absolutely. And you would, would you still say, yes, hire a home inspector, but also hire somebody to come in and do a mold inspection as well?
1: Exactly. Okay. And I'm not saying they always have to have a mold inspector come in but if, if, if you have autoimmune disorders, you're asthmatic or you have health issues, you're a vulnerable, you know, population, whether it's from any medical issues, have a, a mold inspector come in and actually do air testing. Okay. And I guess my point is is like we don't always just go in and just do air testing. It's not that common and our listeners know that. But if you have underlying concerns, hire the mold inspector to run air tests. And if if your contractor's bothered by that, it's kind of odd, I guess, to me. They shouldn't be.
0: Exactly. So if, if they did good work, they shouldn't be concerned. So what is your call to action for people?
1: Whether you're building a new home or you're buying, it's new to you, maybe it's 10 years old, make sure you hire an inspector. And I would highly recommend a mold inspector. But at least get to a home inspection it so many times if you if you could have surprises down the road and you look back and go well i didn't hire it because they just remodeled i didn't hire an inspector or it was a brand new home i didn't hire an inspector that 350 dollars 400 500 whatever costs is well worth it
0: absolutely so definitely hire a home inspector also hire a mold inspector and you do have a mold inspection course. Do you want to yeah, talk about it? I do.
1: That? So I have a mold inspection course on Udemy. It does not replace hiring a professional. correct? But the point of that course, it's $30. The point of that course is for you, it less than what a mold inspector is going to charge you, you can go through that home and determine whether you should get a mold inspector to come in and do air testing and whatnot. So it's kind of a... Because there's a lot of times we do mold inspections and we don't find problems. I mean, we find minor problems, but not mold problems per se. So this course will teach you how to do it on your own.
0: Awesome. So just go to udemy.com. You can search once you get to udemy.com. Steve Worsley, Mold Inspection Course, and it should pop right up. Yep. All right. We will catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.